0: Like bubs in an hourglass. This is the X of our lives.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the X-Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia.
0: And I am Justin. Oh, you A Bub is... to Remember. <laughs> what?
1: Are you channeling Mandy Moore? Oh, is this a walk to remember now?
0: Could be, you know. It's all in the ether. Everything that's up there that's ever happened could come out at any moment, and I don't censor any of it except for bad words. Except for
1: bad words. All right. Well, we don't have many books to talk about today. We have. We got one book. Well, we.
0: You got two scrollers and a book.
1: All right. So we're talking about X Men Unlimited, a new story, a little.
0: St. Patty's story. A little jig for your St. Patrick's Day fun on St. Patrick's on Day recording. Yeah. Happy St. Patrick's Day. I'm going to pinch you because you're no. not wearing green.
1: Okay, well, you can't see all my clothes, so you don't know that I'm not wearing green.
0: That's Something
1: true. I'm wearing could be green. And what, you have one green stripe and that counts?
0: It's a green X, technically. Uh, We're talking about Irish mutants. So yeah, it double counts. And I got some green on the back of this t-shirt, too.
1: Oh, my t-shirt is a green blue. So, green know. blues not green. All right. Anyway, we're getting on a tangent. We're talking about X Men Unlimited. We're also talking about Life of Wolverine, and then we have Ten Lives of Wolverine, number five.
0: Number five, the final the issue. Final issue of this half of the event.
1: Bub first.
0: Bub first.
1: Bub first. News. I got.
0: I got news. I got news. We got news. We got What's so many. Okay. Cool. So many covers.
1: So many covers.
0: But really what I want to collect it all and talk about first and for a little bit because, you know, we only got that one book, the Hellfire Gala.
1: The Hellfire Gala. It's coming.
0: Officially announced with a variety of covers. It seems this year that the Hellfire Gala is primarily taking place in a one shot issue, that it is not a full line wide crossover. Every issue taking place at the gala. I assume other issues, other titles might reference it. Mm. But it's been announced. It is a 72 page 72 Hellfire Gallop book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Multiple I was about artists. I say,
1: like, yeah, because it doesn't need to be like a giant event, even though it happens every year. But,
0: right. Honestly, uh,
1: 72 pages is pretty big.
0: Yeah, but 72 pages, you think about the meat of the story that actually took place across how many different titles? Yeah you could condense that into one one shot and get close to that same amount you know there were a handful of issues that this teased this thing that was revealed or this saw this mm. thing right yeah you streamline it as one story and then that's the big thing and then you can ripple effect those bits to the other titles
1: yeah because i even saw i think like a couple of the covers listed non-X books like I think I saw that one was an Iron Man cover or something like that so
0: yeah the Avengers came to play
1: the Avengers are looking good this time
0: they're not wearing their superhero uniforms they actually showed up
1: they know what's up they they feel shame from last year's appearance Jarvis was making fun of
0: them last year sir (laughs) you can't be serious I don't even know if Jarvis is still alive I don't, read, I don't read Avengers. Get out of here. <laughs> we got some questions, though, for the Hellfire oh, Gala. I Oh,
1: questions. Put it
0: out to the peeps. To the peeps.
1: All right, hit me with them. What
0: do they think? Rufy O'Connor, Michael, he says, too soon. But I do think since it's nice and contained, it will probably be a great story. Agreed.
1: That's kind of where I'm at. It does feel like, how did a year already go by? Because is it going to take place in June again? Yes. Okay. So it's because it's not June yet. So...
0: Right. 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 They're soliciting June. It's March,
1: but it still feels like what? That was a whole year. Right.
0: Crazy. Well, and then we felt the ripple effects of the Hellfire Gala for who even knows how long after with the trial of Magneto, with X-Men lineup, you know, all these other things that carried out out of that around. Right. PJ question for the pod. Which do you like better for the gala, a line wide crossover or this year's one and done one shot?
1: I think going forward, a one and done one shot is the way to go if if it becomes an and like it becomes almost like an annual, right? Because it's an annual event and it doesn't need to be a big crossover every year. But I do think the way that they did it as a big crossover the first year and then a one shot all like sequentially after that, that makes sense.
0: I I would agree with that. He actually also commented that he said that it isn't a line wide spread. I really enjoyed that last year. I felt like that really kicked off that as a concept. Mm -hmm. And it tied in with everything that became an event. I don't need to do that every year, though.
1: But is it going to be like a specific title that is like Hellfire Gala title? Like that's the title. It's it's, not like we're taking over. I think
0: it's X-Men Hellfire Gala, issue one.
1: Okay, so... so it's not an ex- That's so confusing when they do that. So it's not an X-Men issue. Okay.
0: This is the actual cover, the first image that was revealed. I don't revealed. want
1: to see that again.
0: We're going to talk about it. So you have to see it. X-Men Hellfire Gala. This is the issue. This is the 72-page... Superstar creators Jerry Dugan, Russell Dodderman, Matteo Lalli, C.F. Villa, and Chris Anka will deliver 72 pages loaded with high-stakes drama, shocking character developments, and of course, show-stopping superhero
1: fashion. High-stakes drama.
0: So the image that Alicia can't look at is Scott Summers grabbing the hips. That of, is
1: not the hips. That is the bootay it's, of Emma It's Frost. The,
0: the side of the hips and being very lenient with He's he can do whatever he wants. He lo- they love each other. It's consensual.
1: Here's my thing. I don't know enough about their relationship in the past to have any say on Scott and Emma from before. And I understand that that influences what becomes of Scott and Emma. Their history will have an influence on their future relationship. However, I have not yet become a fan of Scott Summers and I think the thing that bothers me in my mind about their relationship is that Scott feels kind of controlling or like I don't know like in a lot of instances I've seen him be like not really like talk down to Jean but kind of like talk at her like if he says something she'll break or maybe it's just his personality overall that feels like they would clash like it feels like emma is her own woman and she just needs a partner who embraces that and it's my assumption that scott tries to be the leader of a relationship the way he tries to be the leader of everything
0: well that is an assumption And I will agree with you on some parts about the him and Gene, but that's not very much apparent in him and Emma's relationship. Well,
1: that's good because that would upset me. I would just not be able to understand how they could be together if that was the case.
0: Well, it sounds like we need to check out that story or stories.
1: Maybe we do.
0: Other looks on this cover? Did you enjoy?
1: I mean, overall, the cover is fire. Uh, the
0: wilted crocoan flower in Emma's hand,
1: and just like magic, looks terrifyingly amazing. Sink looks so fly. I, I, I still strongly feel like Laura's look doesn't say Laura to me. It says Gabby, and that's just a personal opinion. Yeah, but I like the look. I just feel like the attitude of the look would fit Gabby more than it fits Laura. I feel like Laura has, I don't really, like I said, again, I don't really know a lot about her past Laura, but I feel like Laura of the now is more sophisticated than that. Uh,
0: I agree that it's definitely got more of a punk vibe to Gabby, but I don't know how much I'd age up Laura, like that she has some more adult persona, persona than I'm getting from this image.
1: Maybe in my mind, I want to see Laura in something that feels more like warrior leader-esque. And that seems more like angsty teen in a grunge phase.
0: Maybe she's angsty about being overloaded with centuries of information about a past life's love triangle drama.
1: Maybe she is.
0: She's sick of it. Metal Magnet Man wants to know, who do you think will die this time?
1: There's going to be a death again?
0: I mean, it's the Hellfire Gala. It's got to be tradition. No, I think Xavier. Bye. (laughs) I think Captain Krakoa is going to die, as we can see. I don't
1: know if you would say if I say he's going to die. I think he will be unmasked. Okay. Well,
0: the he will be retired. You know, like the persona of Captain Krakoa will likely die.
1: I'm fine with that. Uh,
0: I think everybody else is. The only my only real issue is that it's another plot idea that we introduce and then take away.
1: Well, we introduced it. Five, six it. months later. We introduce it, but we also introduced the idea that Forge is building these suits that were not... Like, it wasn't actually meant for Cyclops. It was meant for mutants who have lesser fighting mutations or less... non combatants Yes. Thank you for putting my words into an accurate sentence. Yeah. So, it still gives us that as a thread to follow up on.
0: Yeah. It's just... It's just kind of me still grumbling about Ben Yurik and it's the much ado about relatively nothing. (laughs) Warlion thinks that an Eternal will die and the sacrifice for their return will be a mutant who will be resurrected and the war will begin.
1: Oh, oh, are the Eternals invited?
0: I'm not sure. There's a lot going on with Judgment Day. There's this one cover. It's the Avengers watching the Eternals watching... The X-Men. And it says, judgment is coming.
1: Oh, good gravy.
0: Eve of judgment.
1: If there is a place to, you know, kick off a new story thread or kick off the war, the Hellfire Gala seems to be the place for those types of things to happen. So,
0: And, And honestly, I say it a little bit later here, but it seems like the Hellfire Gala is being used to kick off into Judgment Day. And that will be the event that takes over more books. I'm not even entirely sure about how many more books i'm not mad about that it gives the gala its time and has a clear next thread that it builds to Mm -hmm. it's unclear how many of the x titles are going into judgment day but i think it'll definitely be immortal x-men and x-men which also seem to be the ones most closely tied to the hellfire gala which makes sense Mm -hmm. if you build that thread through and then kick off into the big mega event that everybody's working on what characters do you hope to join the X-Men lineup from House of Magnus?
1: Hmm. What characters do I hope? Well, Monet.
0: You want Monet to win, right?
1: Yeah, that's who we voted for. Yep. Um, Who else do I want to join the X-Men lineup? Put Jubilee on there. Give her something to do. Or Dazzler.
0: I'd say Dazzler more than Jubilee.
1: I just feel bad because I feel like Jubilee didn't really do anything. In Excalibur,
0: <laughs> who did?
1: Hmm, I don't know. who Who do you want to see on there? I think any of the new New Mutants are too new, but maybe like Danny Moonstar.
0: Yeah, I like the idea of magic being on mm-hmm. the X Men. I think that's awesome. The Daily Ilyana wanted to know if we thought that that meant if Emma and iliana are joining the X Men because they're on the cover with three X Men members. Ooh oh i'm not sure if that'll happen with emma just because of immortal x-men yeah that being her main focus but i wouldn't be surprised i mean iliana seems very integral to vita's new mutant story so i'm not sure if that'll happen
1: yeah maybe they are on the cover because they all are like the heads of their different books slash organizations or factions and that's like Hellfire Gala royalty.
0: Mm. I'd like to see, I could I could vote for Vulcan.
1: Ooh, Vulcan. Where's he even been? Angry and fiery in space.
0: Yeah. He's going to X-Men Red, so that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I could also see Gambit do it.
1: Yeah, Gambit. Give him something to do, Give baby. him something to do. Isn't he going to be in Knights of X, though?
0: Yeah. <laughs> we'll see for how long, because that's being billed as a five-issue mini. Oh. Which I was unsure of. House of Magnus also asks, is there anyone you want to leave? And is there anyone you want to stay on the team? So the current team now, is there anyone on that roster that you want to see booted off?
1: I don't think so.
0: If Gambit doesn't join, I'd say take Rogue off. As much as I love Rogue, she's done literally no things the entire time, except for that last issue with Gambit talking to Destiny, which was very, very tangentially related to their x-men plots
1: so take her off and do what with her
0: i don't know rogue and gambit do their own thing give them their own book yeah i'll buy it you know people would buy that yeah that would be a those two cool characters book. would sell you do it with mystique and destiny making guest appearances someone said that a little while ago make like a family drama <laughs> of the four of them I would buy that right now are you kidding me
1: it would be cool to have a book where like rogue and gambit do like undercover missions for the x-men yeah And then Mystique and Destiny make occasional appearances when they need like Destiny's powers and or Mystique's shape-shifting ability to get into a place or something.
0: Mm, Yeah. I want Sync to stay. I feel like he's been doing great things.
1: I feel like if they were to, I don't think they will, but if they were for some reason to have Scott leave, Sync would be the next leader of the team. It he's kind definitely of seems like they're priming him for
0: that. He's definitely being built to that. I'm not sure that Scott would leave now, but right. I think that that's definitely the the short term trajectory. Maybe mm-hmm. for a year three, where Sync takes over his own squad. I kind of want to put Thunderbird on there, just because you know yeah. if, if we're saying f off to resurrections and and you know cyclops right, is here we're revealing it might right as well might as well oh yeah and that guy that we made more memorials to because he died too long ago he's he's here now. he's here he's here harry leland's here too no, i don't <laughs> no, want him we on the do team
1: not care about put harry.
0: apocalypse on the team
1: <laughs> yikes
0: give me apocalypse i do
1: not think that will go over
0: well mike's marvel toy photography says too soon love the gala designs but i don't want to move on from this x-men team yet Hmm. it's it's a lot of what i've been feeling too it just feels like we just got this team
1: yeah if you think about it in the number of issues and like where the team has progressed that's why i kind of feel like if they're just adding to the team that doesn't bother me because it's just like okay the team itself is getting you know we've already split them up into two groups one in space one in new york so they just need more resources to be able to do what they're doing so if we're just adding to the team It doesn't bother me as much as if it was like a complete roster change.
0: It doesn't bother me in theory. But then I look at the book itself and I don't really get much from individual characters in the size of the cast that we currently have. Mm-hmm. And I feel like adding more characters would muddy that further.
1: Just keep them sort of just showing up in little snippets here snippets, and
0: there. Yeah. And and honestly, I am surprised that we seem to rarely get just a single character story here and there. There was the one, the manifold one in Sword, and you know, Betsy's had her her day. <laughs> you know? I just feel like those are some of my favorite issues. A one-character story doing something that is, you know, not necessarily explicitly relevant to the main arc, but goes on a little development issue.
1: Yeah, but we have had, like, snippets of those kind of stories.
0: Snippets. It's not enough for me, is what I'm saying. Pastry Jordan says, sequels rarely live up to the original. Shrug emoji. E- I yeah. mean,
1: that is true. But uh, I, I don't know. I just feel like I do understand that it feels really soon, but I also... Really understand the appeal of having this kind of yearly event to like continue to build up hype and uh, just the, so like plot point, throw something new
0: in there. And- the amount of interest that it gathered, the garnered, mm-hmm. you know, there was no way that Marvel wasn't going to do this again. Right. I was surprised that it was literally the next year just because of how time works in the X Men universe. But I just feel like the buildup, the fact that we're talking about their looks right now months ahead of time yeah that's just a, enough pr to make it worth a one-shot sure yes that's true comic extracts wants a return of badass karma one of my favorite scenes from last time
1: oh yeah
0: when she was dealing with assassin uh, those jerk the, men. the artist
1: yeah i would totally be down for that
0: yeah and I I will admit I did like seeing all of the individual characters get their bit mm-hmm. do their thing is it going to feel like you don't get that this round I don't know that that you know it, it's it's an interesting balance I felt like you you get that moment but then there was a little bit left on the other side of the issue that we didn't have a whole lot of story to fill it was really just we're at the gala here are some things that are going on in our story And here are some other bits that maybe we'll play with later on.
1: Mm -hmm. I think um, seeing them all at the party, like we'll probably get glimpses of things like that in the larger issue. That's just like one issue. But I think that's what I was saying before about the original being, you know, this big crossover You get more maybe like every five years you do it as a big crossover and it gets a little bit deeper. But when you do it each individual year, it doesn't need to be that way.
0: Yeah, my my question and they're hyping it that there is a big reveal or big surprise is how do you keep on doing that year after year? Like Mars was huge. How do you resurrection would definitely top Mars? Sure. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's That's probably where we're going. People thought that that was what was going to happen in year one. I believe we'll see it in year two.
1: Well, I think because they're planning things out years and years in advance, they have the opportunity to sort of process what could be the next big thing, you know, and, and how do they keep that going? And and I think that's what's so exciting about this age of the X-Men comics is that they they know where they're going and then they can just continue to hype it as they work on it. They get new ideas and new channels to express even more stories and so they have this ability to just like keep it going keep it going but but with anything you know it's always hard to top what you did the time before right and people are going to hold you accountable they're gonna say oh well last year i was like this last
0: year you gave me mars this year <laughs> what you you can't die i mean that's cool but mars
1: but mars
0: the Pikachu says i feel like they're going to be revealing Resurrection, which is why Cyclops is appearing as himself in Judgment Day. Hundred percent, agreed. Hundred yeah. percent, agreed. That that's got to be where they're going. He's been all over the promo art. He's been all over the Hellfire Gala. You see him still in X Men solicits and preview art. But
1: how would you feel if they reinstitute Ben Yurick's memories so that he can tell the story?
0: Ah. Uh... I feel even worse about that Okay. (laughs) because I just feel like that's you're making a hullabaloo over a hullabaloo and then we're what? We just
1: can't win with you, huh?
0: It's just stop jerking me around. You know, if you're going to go down that road, go down that road and then figure it out once you get there. But I feel like to go back, I want if resurrection is going to be revealed, it's going to be a show of power from the mutants because they're going to so their control yes they're going they to spin decided. it because they were going to get scooped and there's still <laughs> you know dr stasis and orcus has this power has this ability the council is aware of this knowledge that they have they're gonna get it out before them
1: mm-hmm. yeah that makes more sense spin the narrative i just was like trying to make you happy but apparently that's not maybe even, so. mad. even more mad
0: maybe even more mad Joshua Smith, author, loves the looks, especially Cyclops and Sync. Can't wait.
1: Cyclops looks like a Jedi, and
0: especially with his full shot, I, I liked the way he looked in the the cover the cover image that you didn't see the full thing. But yeah, it looks entirely too Jedi to it's me. So
1: Jedi, and also there's been people posting that it's basically a ripoff of like an actual designer's look that walked the runway. So. Not that they can't be inspired, but this literally looks like exactly the same outfit. What? She
0: never worn a shirt that looks like my shirt.
1: That's not what I'm saying. I mean, they did add a cape, so I could say and and, and know, a visor. Okay, they but they had no choice but <laughs> to add a visor. They could have at least changed like some of the colors a little bit more or something.
0: Yeah, I guess.
1: But it yeah, it does. It just feels very Jedi Master. But I don't hate it. Like I I like Jedi. So
0: yeah. <laughs> Any of the other looks that you want to talk about?
1: I really love Jean's look. And I saw an image where you see the back of it and like the whole back of that dress is completely cut out, which is, oh yeah, I love a backless dress. Emma's look is giving me like Phoenix Five vibes with the cutouts, but I do love it. But I, I was talking to PJ about Emma's look and we had this conversation about Emma's got to have more than one look revealed. It's got to, it's got to. And then, so far, there's only been one.
0: The day one of reveals, Emma's going to have 47. It's Emma's party. Is it, though? She's not in charge. Didn't she put all the other people in charge? Lords is in charge as the lead of the Hellfire Club, Hellfire Trading Company? It's Emma's party.
1: Until proven otherwise, it's Emma's party.
0: We shall see. Lucar underscore Hawks wants to know, what's the theme? Was there a theme last year? Mutant no. Mutants supremacy? Yeah. <laughs> just, I feel like that's an annual theme. That's just a bop every year. Yeah. I said what I said about Judgment Day. This is just a lead into Judgment Day. I'm still reserving Judgment on Judgment Day. I like the concept of everybody coming together. I like Karen Gillan. I like that... He's been working on Eternals and he's been working on Immortal X-Men and they're going to come together in this event. I'm not excited about having to buy a bunch of books that I don't normally read and I probably won't do that. You say
1: that now, but you're going to get them no, and you're going to read them and you're going to like it.
0: I'm going to get the main event and anything with an X on it.
1: Okay. Also, though, the thing that I'm excited about is that may or may not be the case But it gives me hope that the Eternals seem to be the next direction for the MCU. And then a big comic story that involves Eternals and mutants could mean a tie-in in in the
0: films. Yeah, but I don't... uh, I am conflicted about that. The fact that you're going to change Mutant's story and retcon them into being connected to Deviants just to give you a runway into the MCU... I feel like that is what essentially is what you're talking about, or what's is that what up. is
1: going to happen in this?
0: That's what's being teased in the promo material for the Judgment Day. Is that mutants are essentially offshoots of deviants? That's why I'm no, withholding. I don't like that. I'm withholding judgment so far. We'll see.
1: We'll see.
0: Let's talk about those comics.
1: Okay, it's time to talk about those comics.
0: X Men Unlimited, the St. Patrick's <sighs> Day themed comic you didn't know you needed,
1: or did you?
0: I don't know. This is what I love about the Marvel Unlimited comics. A one-shot story highlighting a few characters around a specific theme or idea and it's just them full connection to their character baggage.
1: Yeah, it was like a fun little dig into the Cassidy the family. The Cassidy tree. fam and the little quips. I did like the moment that was like Black yeah. Tom and Sean were fighting it out as adults and then you see them fighting it out as kids and Oh look, Siren shows up and she's here to take care of things and that was like a fun little story and it was St. Patrick's Day and it was themed and there were leprechauns involved so I hear a butt. No, I it just I think because it just came off of this arc that was the first arc of the X-Men Unlimited and then went circled back around to it that felt like it had these implications of how it was going to affect the main titles of Krakoa and then this one felt very reminiscent of the Christmas one that was just like it's a holiday fillin'. it means nothing and I think I enjoyed it but I think I was just expecting the start of another thread of another like story and then it was an in-between which is fine but a little disappointing on a week when we only got one other book so
0: gotcha yeah I don't know I I just I felt like it meant something to the characters involved in terms of them digging up their past relationships and the, the drama that's between Sean and Tom and and the fact like Siren T- Teresa being sassy about the fact that she owns Cassidy keep now mm-hmm. I thought that, that was great the fact that she's the keeper of the keep
1: it's mine now boys love it. Back and up.
0: then, and then the the brothers go and get a beer, a pint, you know, a pint on that day.
1: Mm-hmm. Cousins.
0: Yeah, cousins. <laughs> so you you didn't you were kind of like it wasn't what you were looking for. Medium. I'm schmedium on it. I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was a lot I of fun. I thought
1: it was. I laughed a few times, like out loud. I thought it was fun. I just, I think because there was a lack of other books this week, I was craving another juicy story that I didn't really get.
0: Gotcha. Life of Wolverine number nine. Where are you at? Where are you at? (laughs) Shakes her head and sighs.
1: Are we done with those yet? (laughs) Can we be done with them? I don't
0: even know because if it is only going week to week with lives and deaths, that would mean that we have one final installment to deal with everything that happens after the wolverine solo starts and the outback era and patch that just feels like a lot of ground patch to cover. was already
1: covered in this one it was like you were patch and then right your wife died
0: I'm, I'm saying that as a point is mid 80s
1: oh late 80s so we got a lot of catching up we today.
0: got 40 more years of dense continuity of wolverine stories they're to gonna cover go, in.
1: they're gonna go bibliography point 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 they're gonna go techno remix life of wolverine and then this
0: happened
1: yeah i don't know i don't know i mean it's not that i don't enjoy having context but i think when it started out it felt a little bit more like it was gonna boost the story that was happening in lives and deaths and then it just became very much a timeline of wolverine and and like For me, for a person who doesn't know all of that history, there was some stuff like the thing with, what's her name? Mariko?
0: Mariko Yoshida.
1: Like they, they, even in this issue, they build it up like this is such a tragic love story and then they leave it alone and they go on to other points and then they come back and then like, oh yeah, and then she's like kind of dead and then you have to finish it off. And I'm like, well, you built up this thing. I really wanted to know more about this story, but you didn't really give me... The context that I was looking for. I would have rather the whole um, issue been about that story than tell me all the the other little time points. Although I do think Patch as a story is very intriguing. And so anytime that like kind of pops up, I'm like, oh, interesting.
0: There's going to be a Patch miniseries coming up in the next month or so. Oh, that's cool. Patch and Nick Fury.
1: <laughs> Patch and Patch. Basically, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. What do you think of it?
0: I realize that i give a much more charitable read to the issues that highlight stories i know and love like i just had a smile on my face as i scrolled through this whole issue remembering each of these stories Mm. because i can look at this and be like okay yes that's wounded wolf i can look at this and say okay yes that's the two issues of uncanny x-men that happened after the wolverine miniseries where he teamed up with rogue and they fought Mariko's family, like I love that story. I I can look at that and say, okay, that's the fall of the mutants, and then it connects to. And so each of these touch points, I'm just thinking about my joy and attachment to those as original stories. Less so. Eh, here's a blurb.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what's sort of flipped, right? Because in the beginning. It felt like, oh, I'm going to get information and I'm going to get history. Right. But now it's more like little nostalgia nuggets for people who know those things. And, and I don't really know those things. So it doesn't feel as exciting to me.
0: And the issues that didn't have enough to go off of or were just, okay, and this one issue of Wolverine and these two issues of Origins Wolverine. That I started to get a little lost in because I'm not as seeped in the Mm -hmm. haphazard continuity of his life because it is crazy. Yeah. This issue is literally just a section of the Claremont run. These are the adventures that Wolverine went on in those five to ten years. Well, speaking of Wolverine.
1: Oh, is it time? I think it is. Ooh, to talk about the final issue of lives. Ooh. Well, first, let's talk about this cover.
0: The final life
1: this cover with Technogin looming, in, looming the in the background, that's a cover that tells you what's happening in the story.
0: It definitely captures the essence of the book. You get the big Wolverine and Omega Red fight and the threat of Technogen. Mm-hmm. We don't normally get connecting covers as the A covers, so I thought that was interesting.
1: Oh, this is going to be a connecting cover. Yeah, there's a part <gasps> two on the
0: other side, which... I looked up to see what that looked like and honestly, I'm kind of disappointed because oh. I just feel like the other side is you see Wolverine on the other half of Technogan and it's Wolverine fighting Technogan. Oh. And I felt like if you were going to have Wolverine in the center, especially based off of where this ends, the other side should have been the Snicks fighting with Technogan. Mm, and yeah. then you would have had the full story collection and then moira's like dead in the background or something i don't know dead
1: <laughs> she dead but, but but i did really like this cover
0: yeah i do too i mean shout out to andy kubert for all the a covers and frank martin for coloring them all mm-hmm. throughout this event i have really enjoyed the covers and all the variant covers that we got too but a lot of great art to look at to yeah. feast on mm-hmm. with our eyes
1: okay are you ready
0: yes page turn noise
1: snicked <laughs> oh this first page
0: picking right back up from issue four with omega red logan stabbed into charles's shoulder all the wolverines ever on our page
1: all the wolverines ever that you didn't even know you needed
0: josh talked about this in our interview some of these wolverines it just made up for the page i love it they're not necessarily a specific callback i love the the little kid wolverine in <laughs> the top right corner and then you got the fur trapper wolverine
1: I'm a big fan of cool man sunglasses Wolverine. Oh, yeah. And
0: this is the wizard beard Wolverine that Josh mentioned.
1: Yes. Wizard. If Wolverine was a wizard.
0: I'm pretty sure that top right corner. Is he wearing a sweatband? Is that yes, 80s when jazzercise we, when, Wolverine? When
1: we talked to him, he was like, this is the Karate Kid version.
0: That's amazing. This was
1: in our like little private combo, not on the pod that we had with him. So he was like, that's like my Karate Kid version of Wolverine. I love it. I think it's hilarious. So good. So good. We're picking up right where we left off. And Gene and Charles are panicking.
0: We've never fully understood what Mikhail is capable of. Yeah, tell me about it, Charles. (laughs) Um, We're kind of all in that thread of a problem.
1: We all don't really quite know.
0: And we don't get an answer. He's a reality breaker. He breaks my reality. Mm. He used our exhaustion against us. When our guard was down, Mikhail broke through. Omega Red is here. Wolverine is gone. So he's somewhere. Wolverine's consciousness is lost somewhere in the time stream because their concentration was broken by Mikhail. I'm just trying to understand.
1: Yeah, that's what I think. So when I think what he's saying is when... Omega Red overtook Logan's body. How we were having this back and forth of, is he inside, are they inside together, whatever. I think there was like a split second where they were inside together, which is where Logan gets to later in the issue when he says, I also saw inside his mind. But it was like a crossover. It was like a, while I'm bumping you out, you see this. And then because he bumped him out then logan just started floating through time trying to find his way back Mm -hmm. without the assistance really of of gene or charles yeah just flowing through his own time stream
0: just swimming in that time stream i love the page across from it the three different slices throughout x history
1: it's um it's the journey of anyone's relationship with charles xavier starts with you being, you know, under his tutelage and then he manipulates you to become the warrior that he needs you to be. And then you want to kill him.
0: Yeah, I'm fine <laughs> with it. This is the arc of Charles versus Logan.
1: I have to say, and it is not just because we just talked to Josh. I honestly was a little disappointed with the story of this book. The thing that made this issue so great for me was the art.
0: I would 100% agree.
1: The... And that is an interesting statement, right? Because, you know, both in talking to Ben Percy and to Joshua Kassara, we learned a lot about their relationship as collaborators and that they they talk a lot about their creation together, the story together. And Ben gives a very um, descriptive narration to Josh to, to draw. So it's not to say that the story itself didn't add to the art, but in this book – I could have looked at just pictures and no words. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's a testament to the detail that is put into it and the different kinds of layouts that were used and and the tiny little pictures into the bigger pictures. and.
0: I mean, I'll say it up front. I was disappointed in this as an ending for the series just because I felt like a lot was left on the table. A lot was Mm. left unanswered and a lot was just kind of quickly dealt with because of limited pages, because of just, yeah, it did not feel as though, I mean, and we'll get into it as we continue to go, but what you're saying, this felt like a continuation to issue four. This did not feel like an end to the Mm. event as a whole.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I guess guess we'll have to wait and see what happens in deaths. I feel like deaths will have nothing to do with lives. No, I don't think deaths is going to go into like any time travel, but... Maybe there will be some sort of tie into the repercussions of the time travel in getting to know more about Technogon, Phalanx, Logan.
0: There are specific lines of dialogue that make me think that no, that, <laughs> that none of that will happen.
1: Well, okay. Anyway, next page is a title page,
0: The Living End," Written by Benjamin Percy, art by Joshua Kassara, colors by Frank Martin, letters by Corey Pettit. VCs <gasps> Corey Pettit. We have our our title boxes for the last time, our our little clips into the lives.
1: I actually have a question for you while we're looking at these little clips into the lives. Do you think the way that you and I dove into the specificity of each timeline and what it all means and how it all connects and, and the fact that we dug so deep into the ones that we were given, do you think that's factoring into our disappointment with not getting as much out of the others? Like, do you do you think we kind of set ourselves up? We WandaVisioned ourselves a little.
0: Maybe a little. I feel like I went in with no slash very low slash just open expectations. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed the beginning and just the concept of everything. It's just... In the end, it feels as though it didn't really mean anything. Mm. You know, it just feels like it didn't have any larger effect. It didn't change much of anything other than Omega Red and Mikhail's relationship. It really was just kind of like a jaunt through the highlights of Wolverine. and
1: Which in itself is cool. And so that's what I'm sort of saying, like did we set ourselves up for like a higher expectation in that the overall event has an effect on Krakoa, but the lives part of it was more just this really cool journey to explore all these different versions of Wolverine. I I don't
0: put that entirely on us. I put that a little bit on this being an event. Mm -hmm. If this was a five-issue story in Wolverine, I don't think I would feel the way that I feel Mm. because the fact that you're canceling all the other books, the fact that you're centering this as a week-to-week Story, I feel as though that signals hey, this is going to say something big about the Krakowan era. This is going to have lasting ramifications going forward. We don't know, it might still. I still think there's value in what Logan has been doing through the time and how that's impacting Destiny's read on the future. I still think that's possible. I think that definitely will tie into deaths. I don't think that there's this huge discrepancy of quality between lives and deaths i think they're both telling an interesting story it's just they're very independent interesting stories and Mm -hmm. i thought that they would be a little bit more integrated and that might just be how compared to house of x and powers of 10 it was and how intertwined those two stories were Mm. i don't know so i i put a little bit of the expectation hype on myself i put a little bit on the editors and i just and, and the line, you know, that mm-hmm. this was built to be something that I thought was going to be a little bit bigger. It felt big going through it.
1: It did. Yeah. It
0: felt huge. And it was awesome. And I enjoyed it. I, uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't really take it en- back. <laughs> right. No, I really enjoyed the event, especially I was reading. I just I remember reading it, this issue for the first time and thinking that that was a little bit of a, a letdown. Like it, it didn't feel like it carried the energy that it built between issues three and four, basically it didn't carry that across the finish line and it essentially softened my expectations last issue when it was like oh yeah we're also having gene mind bomb everybody so that mm. we essentially erase the impact that we're having on these different points i don't know and and it might have been just the fact that you signal inferno and what that does to time travel what that means to lifelines and life events and then you immediately follow it up with a story that is taking place throughout time, Mm -hmm. I'm going to draw those conclusions. I'm going to expect that that's going to have, you now have a 10-issue story or even just a five-issue story about those types of ramifications.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe our minds will be blown in, in deaths, or maybe they won't be. But I don't regret having read this. I still enjoyed it, but I just think I was expecting a... I think I was expecting the ending to have more of an impact than just, okay, you're back, but now you have to fight yourself.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Right. I just felt like there would be something that is impacted outside of Wolverine's life and or experience in this Mm -hmm. journey. Yeah. Right. There was no larger consequence that we know of at this time.
1: But maybe, and I'm sorry that I asked this question now, but I just have to say this before and then we'll get right back into the issue because I don't want to lose this thought maybe this is going to somehow tie into the comment that was made in Deaths about Laura and how she is the Wolverine. Like maybe all of this fatigue and this constant feeling of being used as a pawn and this I, I'm always being tasked to do somebody else's mission and then he comes back and he's feeling that so much and then they're like, no, 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 but you still can't rest. Maybe Logan is gonna be like, I need a minute. And do one of his like, I'm going to get on my motorcycle and go away for a little while. And maybe that's the ramification that happens.
0: But I just I still that's a Logan ramification, right? That's a right. that's a ramification on Logan's story that is not impacting anything outside of his modus operandi, right? You know, that it's is
1: difficult when Logan is somewhat the center of the X universe. Right. And, and he's
0: not going to leave because he's a starring character in X-Force. You know, he will still have Wolverine adventures, Mm -hmm. but he's still very much so an X-Force bruiser.
1: Yeah, that's true. All right. Sorry about my tangent.
0: Join my X-Men, 1900s edition.
1: (laughs) I actually really love this relationship.
0: I did too. This was nice. I wasn't expecting to see these two characters again. No. I wasn't expecting to have this interaction. So Logan drives home the idea of himself not having a place that he's ever considered his home, especially as a young man and his... Constant inconsistencies that he insists that he's a loner. Yep. And I'm just trying to party, man. I'm not your son. Let me be. The watch slash compass that Xavier gives to him right now Mm -hmm. is the same watch that he has in the first issue of Ten Lives of Wolverine. Oh. So. What? This event always happened, question mark. I feel like that's the implication over it not changing all that much and leading things to a specific place. These time travel events have already happened in the timeline we're in.
1: Yeah, that's a cool tie in. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like the point of this is just digging deeper into how rooted in Logan's life, like this is the youngest version of Logan that we've seen. And even in his youngest days, he feels like he's a loner and it's just a connection to his character and i just thought it was like a nice kind of beautiful moment between the two of them of this this bond that they formed like i wasn't i was looking at this and i was like wait a minute we're in the 1900s but it's springtime now so they've been together on this ship while it was stuck in the ice and it thawed out and i think i thought this was a really nice character moment yeah for logan
0: over these past few months
1: and just you know another iteration of him finding someone that he actually feels connected to and works well with and deciding that he's just better off alone and I think that that's really the the crux of the whole live story is just to really give you a deeper dive into the fact that Logan has been going on this same journey on repeat for centuries and what kind of a toll that has to take on him in where he is now. And in that, I think that this series, this title specifically, does a really beautiful job of of wrapping all of that up and, and showing that as a character element of, for Logan. And I can understand how if you're someone who has read all the X books all over time, you may feel like, okay, yeah, no big deal. That's just who Logan is. But for me... I really like to get to see all of these different time points and then see him build this relationship with a human and and it be very genuine. Plus I didn't know about that um I didn't know about that watch bit. That's really cool. And then one of my favorite panels is within this story.
0: Well, and the only reason so the reason and you you called back to it, the reason I called out the fact that Logan says he has no country, he is mm-hmm. his own man is The way that they pull him back through this page, swimming through the time stream, is letting him know Krakoa is your home. Krakoa is where you belong. This is your country. This is your home. Yes. And I feel like that is the anchor that he's needed, that that he's found the home. He's allowing himself begrudgingly to be welcomed into this society and Mm -hmm. into this family in a way that he has not otherwise previously allowed.
1: Yeah, and this parallel of like this is a time when someone was trying to take you into their family, and you said no. I gotta go. I gotta go. Be in the woods, bub. I gotta go, bub. But yeah, this panel of Logan swimming through the sea of all his different lives, like
0: yeah, it's beautiful. I
1: love it so much. I love it so much. This book in particular, I've I've loved the art in both books through this series, but this book in particular. Has some of my favorite pages in it. Like, can we just talk about it? Like, he's swimming through this darkness, and then as it zooms out, you realize the darkness is his own eye. Like, is he's swimming oh, into um, sorry, Omega, Omega Reds. Red's eye, like, and finding his way into the stream that Mikhail has created to then find his way back into Cerebro. Like, that is so cool yeah. and so. Such amazing visual storytelling! Like this is telling me how Logan got back to them without even needing to use any words. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's
0: really great. So he comes back. He flips Xavier off of him and jumps <laughs> Un- into
1: claws himself from Xavier.
0: Yeah, which Xavier seems to have no issue with. It. I think he's holding his shoulder in that little bottom mm. corner panel. Ow, I just had three metal claws stab me. I got an ouchie. I got a boo-boo. But I just feel like they kind of sold that like he was potentially dying. Yeah, and he was
1: like, it's cool. It's just a minor and injury.
0: Yeah. You know, nothing a clone body won't fix. And
1: Gene just goes right in for the sloppy kiss. You know,
0: they've both been nearly dying mentally. They've been at this for we're talking about marvel time yeah how long you know like a week how long has this been going on how long have they been
1: yeah it's got to be a long time they've got to be so tired and this bottom image i know where he is and i know how to end
0: this cowl shot pulling it up dope loving it most disappointing data page of my life (laughs) Uh, and it's just, you know, I guess you told us there were 10 lives and we get to see two of them in words only and very sneak shots. We don't even get a write up about the Middle East. Nope. Life Nine.
1: I wonder if it just was like there's just not enough space in the. Book That's what to Josh put all was saying stuff. is that yeah. they
0: had grander ideas, they had more places that they want to visit. It's just they didn't you have gotta the runway. Edit it. Right, you, you gotta have edit to. It down. It's got to be in so many issues that work.
1: But sadness fell over me because good gravy! I just want to see a cowboy Logan. Yeah,
0: the American West, just the look of it was great, and I wanted more of it. I
1: wanted more. Josh, can you just make some pages of it and just post them so we can see? (laughs) (laughs) What was it going to look like?
0: We get the Russian fallout. You failed. Oh,
1: my God. Mikhail, you're so mean.
0: Yeah, you know, he's a Russian dictator. I'm not... It's it's not me. (laughs) Clearly, it's you. I keep giving you chances, and you just keep messing up. The (laughs) worst breakup ever.
1: Omega Red's like, okay, bro, but like...
0: We did You this.
1: literally stabbed me with a sword. Like, I just came over. And I just laid here. You're the reality manipulator. You didn't do it properly. How dare you blame me? And Mikhail's like, well, you know, I'm just going to leave you in Snow Dungeon. Bye. Yeah,
0: whatever. <laughs> I'm not waiting around until Wolverine arrives. This partnership that formed through this event has now dissolved.
1: And like, we're P.S. You're still going to have this little cerebral hole in your chest for right now. Bye
0: still got questions about that
1: who are these little who are these thugs who's this army he's got going here this is
0: the Xeno modified soldiers oh, uh, where no. they were fighting that bear that one issue oh yeah detachable hand and oh, bone yeah. daggers
1: close up in your little snow globe see you never
0: yeah because I'm not sticking around for this guy showing up with gateway I love at his it. side I
1: kind of like that that's who
0: just brings him through Right. And then we
1: get all the amazingness that is this fight.
0: This was a great action sequence spanning over the next handful of pages and spread throughout all 10 of our time points. I even went through and and we get one at least of each of the shots. We have the birth of X, granddad X, we got the (laughs) rom-com, we got Team X, we got the wild, wild X.
1: Vinogen.
0: Vinogen, yeah. With the Middle East, World War One France, World War Two Japan. So
1: I will say in that aspect, thank you for at least finding a way to show us visually each time point, even yeah. if we didn't get to dig into it. Yeah. But these these all of these action sequences, just like whoo, whoo, ha, smash, ching, chang, bang, boom. I love it. I'm here for it.
0: Beautiful violence over <laughs> this bit about repetition throughout time.
1: Such nice murder. It's
0: just so cool. <laughs> and I haven't had a, a gruesome fight like this. I think Legion on Zoom called it out later on in our comments and feedback. Just the, the last time I've seen Wolverine be this violent. Can't remember it.
1: It's amazing. And I love the way that the layout is is made to have such tiny little boxes so that we are able to get so much action on a page. Right. You know, it feels very cinematic. You're getting like jump cuts and close cuts. And
0: this one row of what, seven boxes, six boxes or so, and just how many different angles you see because of the cacophony of different time points that you're looking at beforehand. But then that row of six or seven is just their action as he chops his hand off. Yeah. And then...
1: And then he's like, Wolverine's like, I'm gonna chop your hand off. And Omega Red's like, fine, I'm gonna throw a tree at you. Yeah.
0: And and it then just
1: gets more intense as it goes.
0: The sword through the neck. But then Wolverine sees, oh, hey, you still got that energy hole from your Cerebro sword. So
1: let me stick one hand in and then another hand in. And then
0: rip you apart from the inside
1: oh my god it's so so good he did he's definitely dead
0: even i I just love this last panel so beautiful of wolverine resting over omega red's dead body Mm -hmm. the Only, only
1: thing you can control is the ending
0: right and so you look at you can't change the story that's already started Okay, so what are you telling us that we never could have changed these stories that are already in progress? Mm-hmm. Only thing you control is the ending. The ending being the future, the deaths of Wolverine. <laughs>
1: Which, you know, this always happens, right? When I read a comic and then I'm like, I have angsty feelings about it and then we go through it and we talk about it and I'm like, you know what, actually I loved it. <laughs> I mean, I do want there to be some epic tie-in between the time travel and the future that is then created that gives birth to evil robot Moira and Technogin, But in the end, am I super happy that I got to look at a beautiful book with crazy dope Wolverine stories that ended with this epic battle? Yeah, I am. I do love it. Even, but I do, I did want more from it, but I do love it. You don't feel that way. I, can I don't. see it in your face. I,
0: I don't. I enjoyed it. I... Maybe hyped it up too much in my mind of where it was going to go. It just didn't... The ending didn't land for me in the way that I was hoping for. Mm. I really enjoyed the the full arc of the story and loved the concept. I just felt like... It just felt like we had a lot of potential coming out of issue four. And all of that was very quickly and neatly wrapped up and done away with.
1: What if... Mikhail and his army start attacking Krakoa whilst they're already trying to fight Technogin.
0: Right. No, yeah. This will definitely go off into another thing. It's just (laughs) I wanted this to be a thing.
1: I want you to go back and listen to a previous episode where I'm pretty sure you flat out said to me this is not going to wrap up the way you want it to. It's just going to build you up to something else.
0: Yeah, sure. That's just, it's just, (laughs) I want it to wrap up in some way. Maybe not even wrap up is the thing. It's not, it's not, I'm looking for closure. The story closes. It just, it doesn't, I don't know. spinning wheels. I'm spinning wheels, y'all.
1: I understand the feeling that like it doesn't matter, but I also think it does matter. You just have to wait for how.
0: You're so angry. (laughs) I'm not angry. Angst. I enjoyed it. I just didn't enjoy it Bubs, as much as I wanted to. Well,
1: we've got another data page from Sage's logbook for you.
0: An anonymous source says the Kremlin is furious with Mikhail, even though it seemed the Kremlin was under Mikhail's control in a previous issue, mm-hmm. I believe of X-Force.
1: Appearances are not what they
0: But We'll keep seen. an eye out. Mm-hmm. No rest for the Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, cool. Thanks for the sword. Also, there's a robot you trying to murder your family on the other side of the island. Might want to check that out.
1: What? Look at him. He's so tired. He's yeah. like, I cannot. What? Like he even Ugh. looks.
0: He even looks discolored from the Omega Red like possession. He's just
1: sick. Like I'm still nauseous. I'm tired. I just had someone else in my body. And then the Snicks. Look at them. This final image, so gorgeous. Leaves me with so many questions because Moira's GD eyes are open. So she looks like she's like looking at them with anger. And I'm like, are you dead I, or are would, you not dead?
0: I would be genuinely blown away if they killed Moira in this story.
1: Genuinely blown away. Well, the Snicks are doing good, a good job, it
0: looks like. We will find out next week. Are they dead? Are they going to die?
1: Don't you kill my snicks. Don't you kill them with your previews? Krakoan? It says, I don't know. I was going to try to make up a word, but something with a W at the end and two O's in the middle of the second word. Yeah. Snow boots. (laughs) I don't know.
0: (laughs) Claw school. Claw. Law school, you know,
1: like law school, but for Snicks.
0: What do you think? Overall thoughts? I mean, we've been talking about our overall thoughts throughout.
1: Yes, I'm sorry for that.
0: No, that's that's part of the conversation. I feel like that got us to. I think work through our inner feelings.
1: I think overall, I really want the ramifications of this book to tie into something else, and I feel a little bit like they they only tie into the fact that Mikhail made an attempt and he failed and now he's going to make another attempt and Wolverine is tired. I wanted it to be more directly related to the thread that is building in deaths and maybe it will and maybe it won't. And at the beginning of us talking about the issue, I was really upset about that. But the more we talked about the issue, the more I am able to appreciate this story for itself as just a story and let some of that go.
0: I'm not letting none of it go.
1: I know that's okay, babe. But You're I still allowed to have But your I own still
0: opinions. enjoyed it. Overall, I I had fun. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed reading it. I liked where they went. The action was dope. It had a story. The concept of all the different
1: Wolverines, getting to see all the versions, each individual like there's, crazy fight was awesome. There's
0: nothing that you're going to say that's going to make me feel better about how it ended. Okay. Because I just feel disappointed in how it ended. And I say that still as a fan of it as a story and still as a fan of the Wolverine series. You know, someone, Street Rocker Comics said it ruled the art shine and... 10 Lives of Wolverine, it's been the right amount of action and lore. It's been way better than the solo Wolverine book. And I thought, yeah, you know, there were a couple of arcs in the solo Wolverine book that I really liked. This felt like a high stakes, mm-hmm. rocking five issue arc of the Wolverine story. Agreed. And then Professor X was there and G yeah, was there. Yeah, Professor and, X, go away. You know, it just, I don't know.
1: I think, you know what else I realized when I was, or thought, when i was reading this issue in the very beginning is it addressed how xavier and gene know what it is it's because i was reading the title page blurb which i know you don't read i did you did okay so where it says Omega Red, uh, Mikhail Rasputin sent Omega Red through time to threaten the life of Charles Xavier, possessing the bodies of innocent bystanders as he hops time periods. But how did the two of them know that that was happening in order to, like. Because they, th-
0: they monitor for the time stream threats.
1: Right, but, like, in the amount of time that Mikhail stabs Omega Red and starts sending him back in time to kill Charles Xavier, they get themselves a um they get wolverine they come up with this plan they get him in a wolver in a in a cerebro helmet and boom there they go like how'd they do that that's the
0: logic that you're gonna
1: nitpick at i'm just it's just one of many (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know how much you have left to say and sounds like band practice is starting so
0: i don't know if you guys can hear that but if you do then that's just gonna happen for the rest of the episode sorry I'm I'm still looking forward to the last issue of Deaths.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: I still think that that's got a lot to tie in with Moira, and that that has some bigger ramifications. Again, I I, and I, I enjoyed this story. I don't want that to just to be the takeaway. It just did not meet the expectations that I was expecting.
1: You are you are me with Wandavision right now. That's what's happening that's fine. Maybe in a week you'll feel different. Probably not. Okay.
0: What happens to Omega Red now? So he's dead, obviously. Did they not resurrect him because of...
1: I think they don't. I think he made his
0: choice. Did he though? Because he made his choice in reaction to the information that was from Beast's manipulations, right? So he only did that because he found out he was a secret sleeper agent. He was on an X-Force mission beforehand.
1: Yeah, okay. So what? So Wolverine stabbed... Oh, well, maybe that's why they're like, the only thing you can do is change the ending. So now they're going to take Omega Red's body back, and then they're going to resurrect him, but they're going to resurrect him the right way this time, and then now he knows all of Mikhail's secrets, so he's on Team Krakoa
0: now. I, I would be okay with that. I'm interested to see what else Omega Red can do. I, I don't think I want him as a good guy. It's just not who I think of when I think of Omega Red.
1: But like, if he was on Team Krakoa as like the sneaky assassin, you know, he does Krakoa's dirty work. You wouldn't like that.
0: I just don't trust him. I just don't trust him long term for that but role.
1: That's what makes it exciting.
0: It just makes it short sighted. <laughs> you know, I I like it as a reader. I don't like it as. If I'm putting myself in the shoes of...
1: Well, you are a reader.
0: All right. Well, I put myself in the story. And if I'm leading Krokoa, I would not want that man on my murder squad.
1: Well, I want him on the murder squad. <laughs>
0: um, any life that you wanted more from?
1: American West. I wanted it so bad. Uh, really, that's it. American West. I just really wanted to see it.
0: <laughs> Do you think we'll get any... And and you've you've been calling for it. So you want some ramifications of this time travel to affect the future time travel.
1: Yes. I talked about it a little bit in our Patreon episode. There's a panel in the last issue of Deaths where Destiny sees the time-traveling Wolverine situation, and then in the next panel, she also sees Moira turning into a robot. And I was like, maybe that means that all of this is what caused this version of the future to happen. I would love there to be some kind of connection.
0: I would too, because if not, then it's just literally, oh, hey, while you were sleeping on that table,
1: this other thing was was
0: happening in in these other five issues week to week. And I just feel like that would in terms of cohesion and storytelling that i feel like is a necessity
1: yeah what which of the lives would you want to have seen more of
0: i'd almost want more of weapon x just because i feel like we went to weapon x but didn't really get weapon x we got venom wolverine which i didn't dislike but i in when i was thinking about us going to weapon x yeah you were thinking,
1: really hyping up I, wanting i i wanted
0: x. weapon x right i wanted something to to be explored there or to learn something more and i guess we did in the sense that wolverine was connected to a symbiote in some way but that's it's it's hard because i i liked how that resolved it's just not what i was looking mm. for yeah so i asked for general reactions from people yeah Car Crash Carlos said, eh, eh. <laughs> about the ending. Oh, man. Uh, PJ said, mm-hmm. did we really need it? Did anything really change? It's the You're hard right. question. I,
1: I get it. Like, I get it. And Nothing not, really changed. I'm I not totally, trying to... No, I, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not just, trying
0: to convince you any w- one way. No, I'm just, no.
1: I know that. I I, I finished reading the book and I felt exactly the same way as everyone else. I, I, I felt that. I felt, okay, so there were no ramifications. of There was no aftermath of this no fallout of this other than mikhail's coming for us but we already knew that right so i hear you i hear you all loud and clear but i am choosing to let that go that's fine because i really enjoyed the mini stories and i really enjoyed the art and i would now knowing what i got visually and just like excitement-wise from this experience, I wouldn't want to have lost that. I wouldn't want to have not experienced it.
0: Right, right, And that's what I was trying to say. Like, I enjoyed this as a story. I enjoyed it less as a story in relation to the rest of Krakoa.
1: Yes, heard, understood. Like,
0: this as just five-issue Wolverine adventure was fun. It was cool. It was different. Great nostalgia. Great different takes on Wolverine. Cool fight between Sabretooth and... Omega Wolverine and just everything that that introduced, all the cool visuals, mm-hmm. cool concepts, too. It's just wasn't what I was expecting in its relationship to the Kirkoan era. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where the disappointment comes from. That's the questions of changing anything as a story in its own right. It's fine. You know, big picture comics don't really change much. Mm-hmm. Right. You have those key points. House of X and Powers of Ten changed a lot of things. Yep. Changed a lot of things to then create a status quo from, Mm -hmm. to then not really change for a very long time, right? So the next big change, sure, yeah, Arako coming, but that was not really a change in the status quo for everybody else. I'd say Inferno changed things at the core of the Krakoan era, and now we're not going to see another big change right after. So I I guess I should have held on to those expectations, but Mm -hmm. it just the way that it's set up in connection to destiny of x and maybe it's still there maybe it's still there that that whatever's going on with destiny because she seems like the central point between logan going one way and logan going the other way who has connection to moira who has connection to other things don't give up
1: hope until after next week's issue
0: i'm gonna give it two weeks because i i have some hopes for immortal x-men okay but i'm i'm not like any any distaste or any Feelings of disappointment are not making me no longer want to read comics. Oh no, of course right? not. So it's it's in no way like oh wow this is the worst Wolverine story <laughs> that I've ever read. No, it definitely wasn't. Was it the best? No. Was it the greatest Wolverine story of Ooh. all time? I don't know about that. Uh, you know, of all time, not of all time. You, uh, all time. <laughs> you don't. It that's what that means nothing though. <laughs> you just
1: that's what it was meant to be. Yeah,
0: get. I just feel like that's. Putting on big shoes. Okay,
1: well, what else? but else did the people say? We got any other reactions?
0: Lucar underscore Hawks said good, but the whole Logan and Jean thing. Vomit emoji. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Vomit emoji. And then we had two. We had two reactions to the story as a whole. War Lion Comics was disappointed. Issue one was bad. Two, three, and four were good. Five is a downgrade as it's bad as issue one. I didn't think issue one was bad. Uh, I, I enjoyed issue one. I was on the on board for it. Mm-hmm. Since then, I felt like it was vague in terms of we didn't really know a lot. Issue one was a lot of mystery, but it also just was cool Wolverine through time. Yeah, but I do feel like five made me feel things.
1: Five made you feel ungood
0: feelings. Yeah, and Mando Mutato said it was wild, and it was it wild. It was wild, and uh, you know, so I, I just. Maybe I will feel different in a week. Maybe I will read it again. Maybe I will.
1: I'm calling it now, folks. He's going to feel different next week. It's going to settle in his heart and he's going to love it again. He's going to be happier about it again. (laughs) So what kind of uh, stories could I look forward to next week?
0: Devil's Reign X-Men number three. Ooh, yay. We've got X deaths of Wolverine, number five. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yes. And Wolverine Patch, number one. Ooh. You know, you no. thought Wolverine was ending? No, it's a whole nother, whole nother tale.
1: We're going to get into the patch life.
0: And Demon Days Blood Feud, but I'm not sure. I know the Demon Days have kind of been telling their own stories across a bunch of number ones, but.
1: Well, we'll see. Well, that was a, that was an, a nugget of conversation we just had. Yeah. So we'll chew on it, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Until next time,
0: old friend. Charles, I'm going to stab you in the arm. Thanks so much for joining us today
1: on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends.
0: The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island, by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Kwan.